Yo, 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 JC in the house. Let's introduce my boys. Check it. The Ghost Adventures crew, led by Honky Zack Bacon. Then there's Aaron Goody, Hilarious and Raven. Billy Tally is fierce. Jay a little cutie. Stick him in a crawl space to catch some ghost booty. I miss him, Nick Groff, part of the OG crew, but he ghosted on the bunch. Let's start him something new. So tuck yourself in for a spooky little pod. I'm your host, Lynn, to give my boys a nod. Pump up the spirit box. Obviously. Hello and hello, hello, and welcome to I Love Ghost Adventures, the podcast. I am your host, Lynn, and this is the podcast where I talk about how much I love the TV show Ghost Adventures. This is episode 58 of the podcast. We are getting up there. Exciting. And today we will be recapping and talking about Season 25, Episode 6, Carbon County Chaos. Again, with the alliteration. I love it. I love it, whoever their writers are. We share a love of alliteration. So, Carbon County Chaos. So, we are in Helper, Utah. So apparently the mayor of Helper reached out to the Ghost Adventures crew because they have multiple buildings that are haunted and people are being affected and attacked in these buildings. So Ghost Adventures crew to the rescue. So uh, Zach gives a little history. It was a coal mining town in the 1800s. And it's named Helper because there were train engines made by some company named Helper, I guess. So they were called Helper engines. You know, other than the mining, I'm sure that was a big source of income for the town. There were rumors that Butch Cassidy hung out in Helper, Utah back in the day. So that's kind of cool. And like before they even do an interview or talk to anyone, they see these three kids on the street, like in front of a store or something. And these kids have Ghost Adventures t-shirts on. And the one kid's shirt has an SLS figure on it. And, you know, Zach's goofing around with them like, hey, oh my gosh, there's an SLS figure. He's like, oh wait, no, that's just your, that's just your shirt. But I was like, dang, that's awesome. So obviously, if the mayor called them, they they probably, uh, she probably put out like a press release. Like, oh, just so you know, the Ghost Adventures crew is going to be in our town. So, well, you know, wish them a welcome or something. I'm just assuming that, you know, she told everybody that they were coming. That's why the kids had their ghost adventures t-shirts but i had never seen one with a sls figure on it so that is pretty cool because you know how much i love the sls and seeing figures so cool anyway so these kids scamper off so now we are going to be talking to the mayor herself and her name is lenise peterman and she says there were there are two buildings that she's already picked for the ghost adventures crew to investigate The one is the Gateway Bowling Alley, which used to be a theater back in the day. And then the other one is the Kiva Bar and Nightclub. That one was built back in 1916. And 
was like a bar and it was used for gambling and prostitution back in, you know, the days of prohibition. There was lots of illegal things going on over there. Some unsavory business, if you will. So they go to the gateway and they talk to owner Linda Morell. And she says that she was attacked in the kitchen of the bowling alley. And she was hit on the head by a tray. I know that sounds hilarious, but it could have really hurt. So she describes the tray. It was like sitting on top of a little oven thing, like maybe a toaster oven or something. It's like a little metal tray. And it flew horizontally out and hit her in the head. So that's something. Then she says she saw a spirit in the stairway by the kitchen. And it looked solid like a regular man. And then so she tried to talk to him and he like, you know, ran up the stairs or something or shot up the stairs. So a lot of stuff going on in this kitchen area, the stairwell. So this is a good place to investigate. And I like that he looked like a real guy because that's exactly like the ghost that I saw back a few years ago. He looked just like a regular man, which was freaky, but awesome. All right. So then we are moving on. We are, we meet someone named Mark Montoyo and he says that he saw an apparition of a little girl standing in the doorway near the pins, like the alleys. So now they're in the bowling part. They're in the alleys. And he says that he saw a little girl in a yellow sundress standing right in the doorway there. So the Ghost Adventure crew investigate with Mark present. So this guy, Mark, who they were talking to, they investigate with him present because they figured that maybe this little girl has an attachment to him and then she likes him, but they don't get any responses from the little girl. So then Linda and Mark, the owner and this guy, Mark, talk about how at one point they saw a big, bright orb of light, like starting out down the alley where the pins are set up. And it, they say it kind of shot down the bowling lane toward them. Then it hit a TV and then ricocheted out the wall, like right through the wall outside. So that was interesting. So Zach starts using the EMF meter and starts to get some hits, some, you know, some good, some, some spikes, not huge ones, but up to 1.9 on the meter. And then all of a sudden he says, Zach says that he felt something transient there. Like he was feeling like these cold spots and stuff. So then Zach tells Billy that he is on pins and needles. Get it? And Billy's like, yeah, I get it. Bowling pins. Ha 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 ha. And he says, Zach is the master of puns. This is why I love the Ghost Adventures crew. Because not only do I love alliteration, I love puns. So that was funny. So it's nice to kind of see them joke around a little bit again. So yes, he's on pins and needles, bowling pins, whatever. Fun times. Okay, so they're doing an EVP. They've got the digital recorder. They're trying to catch some EVPs. So Zach plays it back and he hears this voice on the recorder and it's like a whisper. 
but you can't hear what it says, but it's definitely a voice. So a little bit more about the history of this bowling alley. When it was a theater, they had a couple funerals held in this building. Like they put the coffins up on the stage and, you know, people would come for viewings and um, for a funeral. And they said one of the people that was put up on the stage, one of the um, deceased, was a young girl named Olive. So they're figuring that little girl that the guy saw was perhaps Olive. So that, you know, they start to talk to Olive. And Zach plays. Zach's like, I'm going to get some candy for the girl. And of course, he, instead of just buying candy, he starts playing the claw game. You know, those little games with the little metal claw that you try to pick up prizes. And by the time you get the claw over to the um, the chute where they go through, it's already dropped it because the, uh, the tension on the claw is so weak that it can't hold anything too long. So you almost never win anything on, in those claw games. So Zach is like, He's getting way into it. He's like, I keep shelling out quarters into this thing. And there's like the silly music coming from the claw game. And he keeps, you know, not getting the candy. And Zach says, I'm getting addicted. And he's putting more and more coins in. And finally, he gets a little piece of candy. He probably put in like, you know, $3 or $4 for like a tiny mini size candy bar like those little tiny ones like the square ones he's like man all this for a mini size so that was kind of funny so he's like all right here olive look i got you candy and you know the guys are all laughing at zach because you know it took him forever to get a tiny little piece of candy so you know he unwraps it a little bit so she can smell the chocolate you know it's important for a ghost to smell the chocolate. And he tries to get her to communicate. And they get nothing right now. The guys then go to the second location, the Kiva Bar and Nightclub. They say this building has a particularly dark history. We talked about the illegal going goings on there, like, pro, you know, with prohibition and prostitution. They say there's just like this negative energy in this building and they even compared it to the Washoe Club in Virginia City which you know that's a special place for them and that's a place where they've gotten lots of evidence of mostly negative kind okay so Zach all of a sudden gets touched on his head and he starts to feel this dark energy so they're down in like the basement of this building where it's, they were like, it looks, seems like we're going underground, which they kind of were. They were going into the basement of the building. And that's where Zach gets touched on the head and he feels this dark energy. So then they interview a woman named Bennett and she is a paranormal investigator who has obviously been there before. Bennett says that she saw something that imprinted in her brain and she can't unsee it you know like she's seen it and she can't unsee it so they're all standing there talking to Bennett and all of a sudden they all hear this rumbling growl sound and it starts to get cold in there 
Unfortunately, the rumbling growl is not caught on camera or on the mics, but they all heard it and were all like freaked out because they were like, that was definitely a growl. So negative energy, very scary. Guys, got to be careful. All right. Then all of a sudden they hear voices coming from above them because they're in the basement, remember? And they capture like Zach pulls out the parabolic microphone to, you know, get a, a more powerful mic going. And it's pretty amazing. The They capture this talking and it's totally a woman's voice. And it sounds like a conversation like blah, 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 blah. And it totally gave me the chills. I had total chills listening to that. I'm like, holy cats. That was amazing. And nobody was up there, right? It wasn't just actually some woman talking upstairs. There was nobody up there. And then Bennett says that she saw a seven foot shadow figure in the basement and that her friend got grabbed. So that's pretty scary. You know, seven foot shadow figure is not something you want to mess with, right? She says that they got some EVPs that said, get out now. All right. So like, if you heard a man's voice on your recorder say, get out now, you would get out. I'm pretty sure you'd really want to get out of there. So that's scary. So Billy's using the EMF meter and he starts getting some spikes. It, he's like, this is, it's something transient because it's moving around. Like he get a spike there and then it'd go away and then he get a spike there and then it'd go away. But he's getting these pretty high spikes. The spikes are going up to like six and all of a sudden he's getting like freezing cold and the EMF detector just shuts off, shuts off, just goes dead. So whatever it was that was causing these spikes and causing it to get cold drain the battery of the EMF detector. Ooh, ooh, something is there. And then all of a sudden, everyone, everyone starts to feel sick, like sick to their stomach. And all of a sudden, Billy gets this large red mark on his chest after he says he feels like he got like punched in the chest. And you see, like he lifts up his shirt and you see this big red mark. Like it's not just like a little pink slap. Like it's pretty red. It's pretty red. Plus we get to see Billy's chest, which is not bad. He's got a lot of fur on there. I like furry men. All right. So, so he gets this red mark on his chest. And then all of a sudden, Aaron is feeling so sick and so weird. He just runs away from the club. Like he just, you know, everyone had to get out because they were feeling sick. But Aaron, after they're out, he just starts bolting away from the club and toward the river. So they're all like, holy crap, why is he running to the river? And so they, you know, try to go get him, make sure he's okay. You know, not, not that he's going to like drown himself in the river or something. So they catch up to him. And Aaron says that he took off because he felt like he was going to have a panic attack. So he just wanted to get out of there. He just needed to get out of there. He wasn't going to jump in the river or anything like that. So he said as soon as he got to the river, though, he felt much better. So he got he had to get away. So, yeah, there's something in that building that is affecting people in a negative 
way. So then they talk to the owner of the Kiva Club. He just sort of appears. His name is Gary DeVincent. And he said, oh, this just in, uh, one of our construction crew just found bones buried under the concrete. Yeah, we know how exciting it is when we find human remains under, <laughs> under the floor. You know, this could have been something the mafia had done way back in the day. You know, the mafia liked to kill people and put them in cement. So maybe this person buried in cement was a result from a mafia hit or something. So that's pretty scary. I would assume they'd want to call the police and get them on the case. So apparently there is a local legend around there that people go in to the Kiva Club and they don't come out like it's a Roach Motel. So that's pretty scary. So Zach is like, you know what? I feel compelled. Of course, Zach's like, I feel compelled to go in there. I'm going to go down into this chamber in the basement. The one that, you know, they found these bones. Everyone has bad feelings. I believe that's where they heard the growling sound. So Zach's like, you know what? I am compelled to go down there. And he's like, we're going to go down there and we're going to make a circle. Right? So he brings everybody with him. So you got Billy and you got Bennett. Then there's this local guy named Mark. So it wasn't the same Mark from the bowling alley. This was a local resident named Mark. Um, then there was a guy named Vincent who was friends with Bennett. And, you know, then we have Aaron and Jay and Zach as well. So they're like making a circle down in the basement. And he says, let's all just take some deep breaths and start humming. So they're like, mm. and then he's like, open your mouth. And they open their mouth and just like, it's so it's like, it sounds like a chant, like, Ah, uh, you know, like that, which is kind of freaky when there's a whole circle of people kind of chanting. And there is a REM pod in the middle of this circle, but it does not go off. But a light anomaly flies out around Vincent's head, like behind him. And it's interesting because you see on the camera that he feels something and he jumps and he freaks out a bit, but he doesn't see the light anomaly himself, but we can see it on the X camera. So that was pretty cool. So then he freaks out again because he thinks that Aaron like rushes at him, like jumps at him. And he's like, dude, what? And he, Aaron's like, I'm not doing anything. I'm just standing here. Right. And then another light anomaly appears behind Vincent. So also caught on camera. Billy, he all of a sudden senses a male's voice screaming in his ears. But nobody can, else can hear this. It's just a guy screaming in Billy's ears. And Billy's like, he's screaming, yes, you beep. You know, they beep it out. But I don't know, you know, if it's MF, it's an F. I don't know what it is. But the voice is screaming, yes, you beep. And right into Billy's ear. But like I said, nobody else can hear it. So he's like freaking out. And then another light anomaly is caught flying towards Aaron's head. And he jumps right when that happens. So it's, it's pretty compelling. It's like these, it's like these guys can 
feel something or it's like something taps them on the head or whatever because you can see them like physically jump at the same time a light anomaly goes by them. So Jay caught it in real time. He's like, Aaron, this thing, this like weird light anomaly just flew at you. So that was cool. I mean, you could see it. I mean, all of these light, light anomalies, you could totally see. It was pretty cool. All of a sudden, another light anomaly flies out of Vincent's head. And Vincent says he sees something in the corner. And he totally freaks out. And he's like, I don't want to do this anymore. I have to get out of here. And he just leaves. He just takes off. He's like, done. Bye-bye. See you later. So they start using the spirit box. And they give it to the local resident, Mark. And Mark says, as they're using the spirit box, you got to give them permission to speak, which was interesting. Zach had never heard that before. He's like, what? Okay. So he's like, okay, you're allowed to speak now. And the spirit box says, Vincent. He clearly says Vincent's name. The guy who was just totally affected and ran out of the building. So that was pretty intense, pretty uh, coincidental there, huh? So Billy and Jay go in back into the building by themselves. And Zach and Aaron are both feeling really drained from like being totally affected this whole time. So Zach and Aaron go to the vehicle and monitor what's going on from there. So Jay is in the building with Billy and he's using the SLS camera. And Billy and Jay just start hearing all these noises, like all over, like noise here, noise there, noise here. And then they get this loud noise, like someone walking or running upstairs. And of course, they're downstairs, right? But the footsteps are caught on on the X camera and they're really loud. It's It's pretty amazing. Like someone walking or running and so that was amazing because they're really loud and clear footsteps so Billy of course runs upstairs to investigate and no one is there so no one's up there no one's making those footsteps it was just ghostly footsteps so then all of a sudden Jay's still downstairs and he has like something thrown at him, like something just, thro- just throw something. At it sounded like maybe like a pebble or a rock or something. But you don't still you don't want things being thrown at you, especially when you're in the dark in a obviously a negative building. So cut back to Zach and Aaron who are in the vehicle, but they're using the polter pod and they get some weird high pitched noise which is super weird. Like they never get a sound like that through the polter pod. So that was just bizarre. It almost sounded like feedback or something, but that had never happened before. Then they got the ovalis on and the ovalis says unholy and then do run. Like do run in one line. Like I've, I don't think I've ever seen two words in one line before. Like it's a command, do run. And they got these, these words when Zach asked, who is among us? And it, it answered unholy and do run. And of course, it, the ovalis has this like 
really deep, creepy voice programmed in it. So it's like, unholy, do run. Which makes it all the more creepier, you know? Like, nobody, it's, no. I would be running. I'd be like, okay, yeah, I'm going to run. Okay, so Billy and Jay are still inside the building. And they're still hearing all sorts of noises all around them. And they're like, it sounds like something moving around. Like, it's so freaky. It sounds like something moving around them. And again, you're in the dark. You're in this building that's got super negative energy. Do you want to hear things moving around you? Or like, are they ganging up on him uh, or them? Are they, you know, coming to get him? What? What is it? So Jay and Billy all of a sudden are just frozen. They're like frozen. And then Billy gets a crazy figure mapped out in the middle of the room. Like there was nothing in the middle of the room. Like he was mapping Jay earlier and you could see Jay clearly in the SLS screen. But Jay moved. He walked away. You could see him walking away. And so he's just shooting at the empty middle of the room. And all of a sudden this bizarre figure like it wasn't your natural your normal SLS stick figure that looks like a human sometimes they look like an animal or something but this thing was like crazy instead of like just a red stick figure it had like these big white patches and these like triangles and arrows and it a circle and everything has legs has like little red legs And it's like, is this a body? What is this? It was just super freaky. So we got an SLS figure, but not like one we ever seen before. So what the heck is that? All right. So now they go back to investigate the bowling alley. And as soon as they get there, you know, they switch, they switch their energy. They're like, okay, you know, now we're in a different place. Not so much negativity. And Zach says it's definitely a different energy there from one building to the next. And so he starts using this LIDAR mapping system. It's kind of like a radar. If you ever seen like um, radar on a movie or something, it's like a circle with like a little blips going around like bloop, bloop. So it's, it can track things in its path. So you can see if someone's standing within the LIDAR's, you know, radar circumference. So you get to see like this little blip that's like Billy and there's like a little blip that's Aaron. So Aaron goes and gets the candy that they put, you know, for Olive and asks if Olive would like this candy or maybe to play. Because Aaron is always a good one to attract children because he's so childlike in his manners and his behavior. So he asks Olive if she wants to play with him or maybe have some candy. And then Aaron sees, he says he saw a big shadow and he starts to freak out. He says he saw this shadow with like a shoulder and head and then these arms that were like coming out. And it said like the it seemed like he was coming toward him and the arms were like coming at him. And I'm like, dude, scary. Like, but it was all in shadow because it was dark, right? And he was like, at first he's like, I thought it was your guys' shadow, but 
then I saw where your shadow was and this was not you guys. And it was crazy. So he saw this shadow figure with arms like coming out at him. And of course he's like, whoa, 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 freaking out. So Billy goes to investigate where he saw the shadow and he gets poked by a needle in his shoulder and he starts yelling like, ow, 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 ow. Like he's being poked by an imaginary needle right in in his, like the back of his shoulder. So that's awful. But then it goes away. Like as soon as like, you know, it happens, you know, he's like, ow, 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 ow. And then just as quickly as it came, it is gone, which is bizarre. They're still using this LIDAR and you can see all the guys on the LIDAR. They're little blips on the LIDAR and they capture an unknown blip. Like everyone's accounted for on the radar and this blip is none of them, right? So Zach decides he's going to, you know, do some bowling. So he rolls a ball down the lane and of course he gets a gutter ball. And Zach's like, I can't even see. It's so dark. I can't even see where it went. And they're like, it's in the gutter. That went right into the gutter. And then he says he's using like a camera with a heat signature. So he catches this figure in the back of the alley, like down by the pins. He catches a really hot figure. It almost looks like a person, like it happens pretty quickly though. And it's like moving. So it's almost like a person moving behind the pins and things like that. But it's very, very hot. Like it's glowing white, something very, very hot, right? And it's moving. So that's very strange. Billy goes uh, obviously to investigate over there to see is there someone over there because it was so hot. And it looked like a person. They were like, well, maybe somebody snuck in or maybe there's some maintenance guy back there. And of course, Billy finds nobody there. And that is all the evidence for Ghost Adventures Season 25, Episode 6, Carbon County Chaos. So that was pretty good. I mean, a lot of freaky stuff happening stories from local residents and employees about being touched, seeing these full-bodied apparitions that look like people, you know, like this guy that was in the kitchen or the little girl in the yellow sundress who we think is named Olive because she had her funeral there. Lots of orbs, especially when they went down into that basement chamber thing and made a circle. This poor guy, Vincent, was like really getting the brunt of it these orbs were coming all around him and he was like feeling like he was being touched and he's just started freaking out and he because he saw Aaron coming at him like it was it was really scary they got a lot of good voices caught on their microphones like that whole conversation with that woman upstairs that totally gave me the chills and I was like wow I'm surprised they didn't make more of it because I thought that was pretty cool. They get a weird ass figure from the SLS camera. Billy, when he was using the EMF 
detector, he gets he starts getting these high spikes. He's getting freezing cold, and then that thing just shuts off, just drains battery and just shuts off. You know, lots of things are going on in here. So it's it's an episode with some pretty good evidence, I will say. And refreshingly, I had a little bit of goofiness, you know, like Zach playing the claw game to just get a piece of candy, you know, and Zach making puns about pins and needles, bowling pins, you know. You know, so it had a little bit of wackitude, which I enjoy because they are so funny and they have such a great rapport and it's just fun to watch them goof around a little bit together because they have, they're like, they're like brothers, you know. Um, once again, this was episode 58 of the I Love Ghost Adventures podcast. Please like, su- subscribe, comment, do all the things where you are listening to this right now. Um, send me an email at I love ghost adventures podcast at gmail.com. Let me know what you like about the show. Maybe let me know your favorite episode or your favorite piece of evidence. Just chat. Just let me know you're out there having a good time. Please share this podcast with your friends. Let them know it's out there. I mean, you got to have friends that love ghost adventures. I mean, come on and podcasts. So yeah, you have friends that would love this. So please pass along. And you can follow the show on Twitter at I love GAC podcast. That's I love GAC podcast. So you'll get like the, you know, notification when new episodes come out and any like goofy pictures or things I might post. Guys, stay safe out there. Chicago, it's been really, really, really cold and very, very icy. So very scary, but starting to warm up again. Yay, yay. Um, And, you know, it's whopping 20s, you know, so come on, that's great. And this Omicron variant is still spreading like wildfire, like even faster than wildfire. It's like, I don't know, the flash. And probably everybody's going to get it at some point. But if you are vaccinated and boosted, it should not be that bad for you. Like half my family has gotten it around the holidays. And for them, it was mostly like a cold, a runny nose, that kind of thing, because they've been vaccinated and boosted. So get your vaccine, get your booster, have a great weekend, week, wherever, whenever this is coming out, I have no idea. And uh, well, thank you so much for listening. I mean, you guys are the best. I'm so happy to have you out there listening and enjoying the ghost adventures with me because it's always so much fun. And I think the new season should be out very soon. So in the meantime, stay safe and I will just talk at you later. All right. Bye-bye.